0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Generation Space podcast, our Portfolio Spotlight series. In this episode, I'm excited to welcome John Finney. John is the CEO and founder of Allspace. John's a telcos industry veteran with over $2 billion in new revenue creation under his belt. He founded Allspace in 2013, previously Isotropic Systems, which is a smart terminal company capable of linking with all satellites across all networks and in all orbits. But I'll let John tell you a bit more about that in a minute. Hi, John.
1: Hi. Good to, good to meet you.
0: And also, I'm pleased to welcome back to the podcast, James Bruger, who is CIO of Seraphim Space and works closely with John and the team at All Space. Hi, James.
2: Hi, Leah. Great to be back.
0: John, let's get straight to it. Tell us about your background and how did you first get into space?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Leah. Well, short story is my journey into the space industry began in 2008. That was after I started working with Huawei in Europe. And through that experience, I had the opportunity to collaborate with Greg Weiler in um, Rwanda. And uh, that ultimately, through a turn of events, led me to become one of the original co-founders of O3B, which is now part of, of SES. And, you know, O3B was a mission aimed at bridging the digital divide, and it was a tremendous success. And so that's how I first got involved in in the space industry.
0: Thanks, John. And what about all space itself? Well, I mean, I mentioned earlier that it used to be isotropic systems. What's, what's the history of that and how did that begin?
2: Yeah, well,
1: as the the sale of O three B to SES was happening, I noticed the the emergence of other companies like OneWeb, Starlink, Kuiper. That's just naming a you know a few. All of them, you know, across the board. You know, that includes uh, Telesat, Imarsat with their GX seven eight nine Heo network going up. You know, and many other. Providers, Intelsat with Epic, you know the choice and the abundance of choice is, is is huge, and we're going into a massive uptake of new capacity that's coming online. Um, each one of those satellites are designed differently. You know they're offering incredible capabilities in space. So you know, seeing that this was coming along based on the filings and the launch manifests and the ITU databases and things like that, I, you know, I started to question how these companies would be able to work together and provide customers with the, the seamless connectivity that they needed, especially when they're on the move. And this led to the inspe- inception of, of, of what is now Allspace, where our mission is to unite networks, whether that's in s- satellites in space at multiple orbits and frequencies, or whether it's terrestrial communications on Earth, such as uh, 4G and 5G. And, and in doing that, create seamless communications for all of our clients around the world.
0: Thanks, John. And what about the, the mission now? What's the mission now for Allspace?
1: We're best known at this stage for breaking through the barrier of single link antennas and delivering many full aperture performance connections that run simultaneously across multiple orbits at the same time. But actually, our, our goal goes much beyond that, Leah. What we're really aiming to do over the coming years is bring together networks wherever they are, space or on earth, allowing for those multiple connections, that seamless ubiquitous connectivity. And it's our ability to do just that, that is bringing a new level of network resilience and aggregate throughput performance and data rates that the industry's never seen before. When combined with the many next-generation satellite systems that are out there. But on top of that, we are developing proprietary software solutions that go beyond the traditional boundaries of communication links and into a space that allows our clients to gain strategic and operational advantages over their peers. We're also helping operators now in consolidation through mergers and acquisitions, we're helping them to leverage all their network assets in in multiple orbits to achieve the much needed differentiation that they need to win against new incoming players like Starlink, which you know as an example we all know is a closed, proprietary, single link, single satellite coverage solution with both its strengths and weaknesses. And the path for winning for satellite operators is differentiation. So in consolidation, we're seeing that create new players. Why have that if you can't leverage the ability to talk to those multiple satellites in space? You're not fully leveraging your assets to provide the differentiation to win against single layer solutions such as Starling. So we're, we're really fantastically useful in, in that respect. And lastly, I'd say we we are overall, we're growing the pie for the for the whole industry. What I would say from what we see in our pipeline is that our customers are strategically placing our technology into new applications um, that the industry couldn't access previously when it was limited to single network service levels or poor quality or high costs of bandwidth. And what we're seeing is where we are being deployed, 90% of those cases clearly demonstrate our technology significantly increases the appetite for capacity because our unique ability to combine all of the new satellite bandwidth options is far, far, far more powerful when merging those attributes to the best attributes of those satellite systems together. And that's where we see our our value is you know becoming clear in the eyes of our customer base. And it's good for industry. It's just increasing the insatiable appetite for higher speeds application aware network performance service levels through multiple paths for, you know get offering uh, network resiliency and uh, and that that's the space that we really play in
0: thanks for explaining that john and james i'll go over to you when did seraphim first come across all space so what's that story
2: So when we first started investing in space back in 2016, one of the areas we zeroed in on really quickly as an area of interest was what we refer to as downlink. So for for us, that means getting information back down to Earth from from space. And as part of that, to some of the things that John's been talking about, we anticipated that there was going to be a massive increase in the amount of connectivity being delivered from space from all of these new constellations that were going up. What we found intriguing was that although there was a massive increase in in all of the connectivity, there wasn't really an increase in in the ways in which you could actually avail of that connectivity terrestrially. So the antenna technology that had been around for for decades hadn't really evolved to reflect this new reality. That was creating a very significant bottleneck for a very, very large industry in terms of the, the satellite communications industry. So through that, we set out to try and find uh, interesting new technologies and approaches for, for addressing this bottleneck. Um, and uh, it was really through that, that, that we first came across Allspace uh, around the time that they were raising their, their, their seed round and um, got to know John and the, John and the team um, were really impressed by the, the the progress that the business had, had made. Achieving a number of world firsts, and that ultimately culminated on us in us investing in the business in 2020.
0: John, can you give us an understanding of the scale of your organization today? How many employees do you have, for example? Where are your offices, and and what about funding? And how much funding have you raised to date?
1: Currently, we've got around 185 employees worldwide, with subsidiaries in the U.S. for R&D and government business we're in the process of scaling up to around 280 employees over the next 16 months as we launch and distribute our first products globally in terms of funding we've accessed 116 million of capital to date 86 million of that has been equity and with our recent initial close of the C round that total will become even higher and that this new funding uh, in the process that the C round process that we're in right now secures what we need to reach cash flow positive and i look forward to disclosing more about that in the coming weeks when when we've fully completed the raise and the time's right
0: exciting times and you're
1: uk base, is that correct so as a top co we're, we're a uk company our ip's filed here we are you know increasingly expanding into other markets whether it's for r&d to establish a commercial presence as we scale up through product launch you know regional offices and the like you know, and ultimately, in terms of our supply chain and manufacturing capabilities.
0: Thanks, John. I think you touched on it briefly earlier, but what is AllSpace doing that's so important, and how does that help support the, the new space economy?
1: Yeah, what sets AllSpace apart, in my mind, is our ability to cater to multiple data verticals with modular scalability. So it's quite a mouthful, but what it means for for, for us is, whereas our competitors have carved out specific niches such as aero or defense or maritime or IOT or first responder and more, they do in fact struggle to expand, you know, and, if, and for, for many of them, it's actually impossible to adapt and scale their core technology to meet what we see as the opportunity, the diverse needs of di- of different industries, each of which have relative cost performance, size, weight, and power requirements as it relates to, you know, their their antenna needs. For our, our competition, you know, all, all great practitioners of the art, it means for them, you know, having a technology platform that's particularly suited for one vertical, but not all of the data verticals that leaves a situation where you have a lack of revenue diversity and vulnerability to change. And COVID has taught us a lot. Ukraine is teaching us a lot right now about supply chain. And you end up with this, the, the real possibility of major disruption to your business, and you end up with a much narrower serviceable market and valuations. And so there hasn't yet been a company that has been able to apply a, a, a new model which uh, delivers technology that is intentionally designed to get across all verticals. So in that respect, the objective for All Space is different. We didn't adapt any old legacy technology to get to where we are today. No, this is the industrialization of a deep tech scientific field, but it's purposely designed to scale into a range of solutions that can play in almost any data vertical worldwide and adapt the implementation to, to match the buying needs of that particular vertical, whether that's performance, resilience, cost, mobility, entertainment, security, and a lot more. So overall, it's fair to say we aim to become the dominant player in, in most of the major data verticals, providing high-performance connectivity, driving cost efficiency with our technology that's applied across the, across a wide base of, of customers. Unlocking that means we deliver accretive, stable returns to our shareholders, such as Seraphim, We do it through a wide customer base that gives us a level of immunity to change and it delivers exceptional revenue diversity and will establish us as as a sector leader. And that not only benefits our shareholders and our clients, but it's also going to contribute to the overall space economy and making Allspace one of the flagship companies in the UK space economy also.
0: Brilliant, exciting times. Thanks, John and James. What makes Allspace stand out to from an investor perspective?
2: Oh, a whole bunch of different different things. So first off, just the scale of the opportunity that John and his team is is addressing. You know, I referred earlier to the bottleneck that we see in terms of this massive increase in connectivity not being matched by changes in technology for actually being able to connect on earth to all of this connectivity. We're very clear at Seraphim that whoever manages to solve that bottleneck, we think has pathway to creating huge value, potentially generating billions of dollars of of revenue. So that's attractive uh, as, uh, as an investor. Other things that really stood out to to, to us was having sort of identified this as an area we're interested in. We'd had the opportunity to to talk to lots of different companies that were trying to solve that. What really set Allspace apart was the approach that they were taking and what that approach enabled. So John has referred to the fact that they've really created an entirely new type of, uh, of technology Transformation optics to to be able to to connect to to lots of different satellites. That's really different from the approach that anyone else is taking. And critically, that approach provides numerous advantages, which we believe is really the key to solving this bottleneck. What do I mean by that? Effectively being able to connect to lots of different satellites in lots of different orbits from from one terminal and create a mesh network uh, of all that connectivity. Another way to think about that analogy is it's kind of analogous to, to roaming with your mobile phone. You can switch from one network to another as you move from one country to to another. All spaces technology sort of enables that that similar approach so that all of those attributes are really distinct from anyone else in the market. I think the last thing is 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 just a fantastic team so John is a a fabulous entrepreneur who's achieved a lot and is really driving this business to success and you know one of the key signals for us with any of the companies we back is the strength of the team that an entrepreneur is able to to, to build. And John has been able to build and develop just a a world-class team. And uh, I think all of those things provide all the ingredients we'd look for in in any investment opportunity.
0: Thanks, James. It sounds like a huge opportunity, but can you tell us a little bit more about the market? What's the size of the addressable market?
2: Yeah, so as I said, I think this is one of the things that's really exciting from our, our perspective. So the market today for these types of flat panel antennas is already really quite big. It's measured in in, in multiple billions of, of dollars. So there's already today a really well-defined existing customer base for all of the, the, the satellite communications. But one of the things that, that, that I think is particularly um, prominent about Allspace is if it solves this bottleneck, one of the things that it does is that it expands the market really significantly. How does it do that? Well, there are lots and lots of platforms today that can't connect to, to satellites because you can't put a big parabolic dish like your sky dish on the side of your uh, your house onto a car, uh, a boat, quite a lot of planes, other mobile platforms. So All Space is really going to unlock many of those opportunities, uh, in our opinion, over time, thereby very significantly increasing the size of the addressable market. Another way to think about this is the size of the telecoms market. Now, that's a trillion dollar global market. And really what John's talking about doing with all space is converging all of the connectivity from space and terrestrially, so that it all becomes a lot more seamless. So how much of that overall market can 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 a platform technology like all space capture? I don't know, but even a very small percentage of a market that big uh, translates into a very, very big company.
0: Thank you for explaining that, James. And what about competitors, John? Are there any potential competitors out there?
1: We're all frenemies, by the way. In you know, in terms of the competition, uh, I think, um, and I have a lot of respect for the leading players in the industry. Probably because I've learned over the last five years, in particular, just how hard it is to actually, you know, complete uh, these missions and, and actually get this this technology out into the market. You know, in short, we focus on market leaders because that's exactly what we are determined to be. So in that respect, you know, around the business today, we, we, you know, we have a ton of respect and a lot of focus on Italian, Thinkcom, Ball, and L3 Harris, because those companies have for a long time been dominant in specific verticals. And we aim to capture a significant share of those markets. So we focus on those names. It's really a compliment to them. We force them to innovate also, right? And, and that's good for the industry. Because we aim to secure leading positions in so many data verticals, we focus on the few names that matter. And frankly, we pay very little attention to the rest. So th- those are the main players that I, you know, I give a lot of credit for in terms of the contribution that they've made to the satellite industry prior to the new wave of NGSO. Uh,
0: James, um, how do Allspace stand out from the competitors that John mentioned?
1: Yeah,
2: so I think from from our perspective, the, the key to unlocking the the, the potential of, uh, of of this category revolves around a, a range of characteristics which which I think are are pretty unique to to, to all space. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about having a, an antenna that is both small enough, uh, low power enough, and easy enough to to sort of plug and play. To uh, be integrated into a really wide range of different platforms, so different types of vehicles, for, for, for example. If you're a vehicle on the move, you probably don't have enormous amounts of power, so you need something that's that's low power and doesn't take up a huge amount of, uh, of space. So I think those are characteristics that that are certainly true for, for AllSpace's technology. But the most important ones are things we've we've already we've already touched on. So the fact that AllSpace is the world's first company to have demonstrated. The ability from one terminal to be able to connect to different satellites uh, operating in different orbits is just a complete game changer for for, for the industry. I really see that as being the core point of differentiation, being able to connect with multiple beams to multiple satellites in in multiple orbits um, and to to, to do so in a bidirectional manner. So being able to both send and receive information at the same time. Why is that so important? It's so important because for, I think, really the beachhead markets the company's focused on, principally around uh, defence, for example, having resilience, so that means reliability of being able to, to, to connect and communicate is really the bedrock of, of those organisations, as it is for, for, for many companies around the world. And uh, it's only through having redundancy of being able to, at the same time, connect to different satellites from different providers, potentially in different orbits, that you're able to get that, you get that resilience. So I think this is a must have capability for next generation communications for the defence sector, but actually just more broadly than that for the satellite communications sector as a, as a whole. And it's really that that we see as being the crux of the, the, the future success of the business.
0: Thanks James and John back to you. What in your opinion are all spaces biggest achievements to date and what are you personally most proud of?
1: One of our biggest achievements was was obviously proving that the technology can work you know exactly as James has just explained it. They are true true differentiators, a breakthrough in the industry that's been you know 25 years in the making uh, candidly and never never been needed more than it is today. There's designing it. There's there's imagining it. There's there's uh, all of the work that goes into it, and then there's seeing data trap passing over multiple links for the first time in a single solid state device. That's certainly one of our, our major memorable moments. Really, I think where I get my energy from. I, I'm I'm personally I'm especially proud of building a high performance teams that get access to world class facilities. And building teams that are dedicated to launching our first generation products. but beyond that I'm also passionate about making a real difference in the space economy, creating job opportunities at multiple skills levels throughout the uk and beyond from apprenticeships to phds, from you know essentially low skill to, to high skill, from you know cutting edge designs to high value manufacturing. And you know, offering and contributing a lot—not just to the UK space economy, the space industry as a whole, but also the UK economy, where we've we've been blessed with uh, immense amounts of UK government support, and continued that continues to be the case. So, I, I get a lot of energy in in the way the company is shaping up, you know, to become something that we're determined will be seen as 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 a truly world class organization and a household name.
0: Thanks for that, John. John, what are the exciting milestones coming up next for Allspace that you can tell everyone about?
1: Yeah, sure. So I think the most exciting milestone for, for us right now is clearly the launch of our smart terminal range this year. And right now, you know, we're working with our, our first launch customers. And I can tell you right now, our technology is operating in C-state six conditions. Right now, as we speak. There's a lot going on in that statement. The satellites are moving at different uh, speeds and orientations. The platform's definitely moving at sea state six. And and in fact, we're the only part that, that isn't moving. We have no moving parts. We're solid, fully solid state and we're able to maintain and lock full aperture performance links to satellites in multiple orbits. We're doing that right now in, in really, really challenging sea conditions. And it's impressing users with its capabilities for multiple connections on the move, whether that's land, sea, or, or, or ultimately air, in our case. And, and whilst we, you know, we can't and we won't really reveal our specific roadmap for the future, I can say our customers are fully aware, and they have also agreed to participate in our upcoming announcements and reference cases um, that showcase the success of our product. So. So you'll hear much more from delighted end customers about how Allspace, you know, has been able to allow them to become more competitive, whether that's commercial or defense. You will hear a lot more of that narrative from our customers in the way that we launch our products than you will from ourselves. And you can't wait for that for that to happen. The trials and the demonstrations that we're doing right now, they're also big upcoming milestones so we have demos trials and pilots booked all the way through until august next year uh, the demand for testing our solution is actually eclipsing the the current size of the organization high class problem to have i'd say so there's so much happening right now in you know presenting our technology getting it safely in hands of the customers and then watching them as they as they learn and as they adapt and figure out what they will do now that they have unbridled access to all of the satellites in space, all of the terrestrial networks around them with integrated options such as layer two, layer three, switch routing, edge integrated edge compute, uh, integrated modems, all from best in class providers, the way in which they have the optionality to package any of those together in combination with unparalleled network resilience They're really only limited by their imagination. And so our end users are very, very sophisticated end users, I might add. They're already starting to educate us about their plans for the future with our technology and informing us about the art of the possible. We're obviously continuing to grow as an organization. We've opened up world-class facilities in the UK, both from an engineering and from a corporate perspective. And I can also tell you that we have you know now contracted major customers in in every major region around the world so it's a it's an amazing time for allspace plenty to do but we're we're really really excited about the future
0: excellent really exciting times thank you john and can you talk about profits when do you think you'll get allspace into profit
1: middle of next year at uh, the current trajectory that we're at it could be as early as the middle of next year so you know we are definitely on track slightly ahead i would say to hitting that goal that's a sign of a good business if you can start delivering accretive returns you know and get to free cash flow positive in uh, in record breaking time and i i believe we're definitely on the track to achieving that
0: great to hear that thanks so it sounds like it's been an absolutely huge year for for all space with the rebrand and the, as you discussed the delivery of the first terminal and the testing what's next what's on the what's next on the in the calendar for all space
1: yeah we're, we're moving as I mentioned before you know we've we've obviously got the differentiators in terms of the, the the modularity our technology isn't sort of limited to certain markets as is the case with parabolics or conventional phased arrays or metamaterials or, or vix type solutions so so we have that broad market access we have true multi beam so a true multiplication of and full antenna performance across many links at the same time in both transmit and receive directions. So that obviously is a major part of our core IP. We're now working with the ecosystem. We've created a really, really smart way of allowing customers to integrate the best-in-class modems, switches, routers, gateways, edge compute, you name it, and be able to have as the highest level of integration wherever they need it but also be able to adapt from one operational role to another very quickly and so working with the ecosystem selling through those partners as well uh, and them through us is uh, is a major part of how we're going to develop our commercial strategy and then we get into the uh, the software side and that is when we will have successive releases of uh proprietary software that deliver cutting edge operational capabilities, sort of told you everything and nothing there at the same time, but it's intentional we're a private company. We really will not say externally what the next thing is until it's about to come out onto the market or it's already been uh demonstrated, purchased, rolled out into the network, and it's the customers advocating the um the product uh, it, be that hardware or software at launch. And then we are gonna go further beyond that. And here I've got to be careful what I say. But what I can tell you is is that we think differently about the way data moves across networks. And we believe that we are on a path to be able to integrate data driven decision making that creates an even higher end user experience and uptime. That's where we get our passion. It's delivering data at all times, and especially in the moments that matter in the most challenging or austere environments, whether you're in a competitive or a contested space in defense, or whether you're trying to enjoy your flight, or whether you're you know, trying to manage your operations more efficiently in, in markets like oil and gas. Whatever those needs are, it's ultimately about delivering data as an operational capability to get the winning edge. And that, that's our clear mission here at Allspace and what we're committed to do.
0: John, uh, last question from me. Um, at Serafin, we like to back visionary founders. What's your vision for the future when Allspace becomes a huge success? So we're thinking long term, we're thinking big picture here.
1: Yeah, so, you know, our, our path is starting with the high capability customers that really demand the the network resilience that, that multi-link affords and that's that clearly in in the modern time with what's going on in the world is clearly defence there's a very very strategic and important need for our technology right now and um the US gov and and NATO allies are pushing the pace of our development going beyond that we we want to contribute to entertainment and uh, enjoyment and passenger experience so you know the aero market i think is a Fantastic example of a space that really wants the best of multiple orbits. You want the best of live TV when you go on board an aircraft, which you will always be geosynchronous satellite as as the best medium to deliver that. But you want high-speed data, uh, and that's not necessarily the case for, for Geolink. So that give, brings you back to LEO and MEO. Technically, you could just add antennas onto the aircraft, that would be a really really bad idea simply because it increases the weight and the weight increases the fuel drag and so you know you're 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 taxing the airlines operational cost in that effort to try and deliver what what they want and ultimately that means higher prices on board aircraft what the operators the the airlines really want is is a single antenna that does everything right that connects to all of those geo and mio and leo links to deliver uh, the best best of broadcast and unicast so we'll do exactly that and we'll create a really strong position uh, in the aero markets then you get into the enterprise markets as a whole you know people that are looking for the, the highest application performance you know that you know examples of that are oil and gas FPSOs exploration there's obviously a significant maritime market but beyond that what we see is the opportunity for hyperscale markets. So that's particularly IoT and connected car. We think that the connected car space will absolutely demand a multi-link antenna to ensure the highest level of uptime. So, you know, the market continues to expand. It's not entirely driven by us. It's very much driven by the ecosystem as a whole, particularly the satellite operators, now that spacex has you know allowed it to become much easier to get into space there seems to be an insatiable appetite for launching new systems there will be a 3000% bandwidth increase in the next 4 years alone globally and we're looking forward to working with commercial and defense end customers to enable them to enjoy that those capabilities in a way that unlocks new market access uh, for the satellite industry and and obviously delivers a high growth profile for us. There's clearly a roadmap ahead of us of opportunities go, running out over the next 10 years, in my opinion. Couldn't be more excited about the future for the satellite industry and the fact that we get to to play a major part in it.
0: Thank you, John, for that. That's all from me today. And thank you, James, uh, for joining me. It's been a fantastic um, conversation and I hope everyone got a lot out of that. And it sounds like
2: a bright future for all space. Thanks, everyone.
1: Thank you. We
2: are Seraphim.